The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Man, i just like to say to Coach Saban and Miss Terry, we love y'all. We appreciate you. Coach Saban, we was in the pit of hell. We was in the pit, baby. The devil was torturing us. And you came along and lifted us out of the pit of hell and raised us back to the mountaintop, baby. You are the greatest to ever do it. You are a legend. You are a goat. And let me say this to you, brother. Change your mind. Come back. Come back. <laughs> too. T-Row in the morning show. Oh, the state of Alabama right now is a complete wasteland, DJ. Some of the videos coming out are just amazing. It's hard. It's hard when someone that legendary steps away. You want them to be there forever. It's not hard. It's glorious. It's glorious, TJ. I'm saying from their perspective. It's hard for you because you're an Alabama fan. I'm saying from their perspective it's hard. From everybody else it's it's awesome to watch. but. Yeah, no. If it, if that if that Bob leaving wasn't easy for anyone, it was it was sad. It was shocking. You didn't want to see him go, but you know everyone's yeah. time comes at some point. So can't oh, can't right. have him forever, unfortunately. Does Tyler still have in the system? Um, what's the Alabama fan on Twitter? Uh, Roll Tide Willie. Yeah, yeah. I Does know he still have that about. in the system? I'm sure it's probably here he, somewhere. He played yeah. it off the top of the show yesterday. Roll Tide Willie just absolutely in despair. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing you've ever heard, TJ. So if you see it, let me know. I'll let you know. All right, we got Mark Williams, bottom of the hour. Brian Haney, next hour. OUKU tomorrow. TJ, how's your gut feeling about our trip to Fog Allen Fieldhouse? 30 years since the Sooners won there. Last trip for a while. Right. I said it last week. I've felt it all week long. You're getting a win in the fog tomorrow. Oklahoma is going to beat the Kansas Jayhawks. Handle back-to-back conference losses. What in reverse, here? And Kansas will be reeling. The fans won't know how to react. Back-to-back losses to UCF and Oklahoma. And a near miss against TCU the week before. Boy, I like it. I like it when you get positive like this, TJ. Why? How? Why? How? Um, I don't know. I've just uh, felt oh. like that for about a week and a half that they're going to win uh, in Lawrence. Positive now. There's so, no factual basis behind. No, I think this team. I think this team is the team that can go in there and do it. Now, I've seen them on the road twice. Now, I'm feeling less confident than I was, but I'm still sticking to it. I think they play well. I think I they play like well on Saturday. I don't like anything better than our team's doing. Yeah, that's Kelvin. Well, I got high hopes. I have seen victory snatched from us 
in the waning seconds in that arena so many times, Tej, that I'm going to have to see it to believe it. And I'm like you, the two road games they played this year have been their two worst games. So seeing them play well on the road, haven't witnessed it yet. Hopefully tomorrow's the day. But matchup-wise, not a terrible matchup for OU. Hunter Dickinson's a bad matchup for everybody. Mm-hmm. Seven foot, seven foot one, seven foot two. I don't know. He's massive and he's wide and and he's a really good passer. If you double team him, he uh, he's the big. He's the best portal pickup in the country. Uh, lock it up, Big Twelve newcomer of the year right now. Maybe player of the year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is there. The the OU bigs seem to, well, Sam. I, I told Porter this last night, off the air. Sam Godwin is this year what Tanner Groves was last year for Big Twelve officials, which is they will let everybody else on the court absolutely beat the living snot out of each other, but Sam comes on and they're like, "Foul! I don't like the way you look." <laughs> He's a mouth breather. Foul. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is just a walking foul. If you go back and look at some of the fouls that have been called on him the last two games, they are, I'm not even kidding. Well, he just blocked out the other night and got called for one. Everybody else on the court is hacking, scraping, taking the feet out of uh, from under people, elbows, everything. Sam executes kind of a textbook blockout. No, I don't like that foul. So... It's a little hard to imagine Sam not being in foul trouble against Hunter Dickinson, but they really need that to be the case. And John, and you're going to have to have a a host of people help out. So that's a problem. Uh, But Kevin McCullers playing tremendous basketball, shoots it well. He's best defender in the league. Uh, K.J. Adams can jump out of the gym. Dewan Harris, great floor general. I've never, I mean, he he was not a good three-point shooter last year. He's much better this year. He doesn't take a lot of them, but he tends to take them at the back-breaking moment. He's a clutch scorer. He averages like seven points a game, less than seven points a game. Dewan Harris I'm talking about. But he makes massive baskets for them. But after that, they don't have a lot. Now, I'm not telling you they're not any good because those four guys could win them the national championship. I'm just saying they're not very deep. And I think they are susceptible to OU's athleticism and athletic ability if Oklahoma can get out and go. Wear them down. Run them. I think OU, like TCU did, can get out on the fast break and make some hay against these guys. Uh, turn them over, even off made baskets. There's a chance there that Oklahoma can eat, TJ, as the kids would say, and leave very few crumbs. So uh, there's, a, there's a path to victory here. But the, the uh, element to this game that neither of us has spoken about TJ is the 18,000 people in the stands mm-hmm. and the three guys in 
the stripes. Well, yeah, I was. Waiting. And how you overcome that is difficult. So I was about see. to say, whatever you do, sooner players, because I know they all listen to this show. Sure. They get up yeah. first thing in the morning. Do not leave it close enough to where one call can flip the outcome of that game. What I'm saying is be at least two scores up with under a minute left. Otherwise, uh, yeah, fishy things happen. So don't leave it into the hand of the officials. Two years ago, Jordan Goldwire had the shot. Uh, I think he went for a two. That would have sent it to overtime. If he had gone for a three, they could have theoretically won the game. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were up eight or ten at the last media timeout. And it got away from them. And then just, like, copy and paste that for, you know, 15 more times in the last 30 years. 30 it's years, just yeah. you got to beat them by double digits to beat them because they're going to be gifted a bunch of points. They're going to ride the wave of the crowd for a bunch of points. You've got to avoid the 12-0, 15-0 runs that happen lickety-split in that building. Um, I am interested in what you said, though. I'm interested in the psyche of both of these teams. Kansas lost a bad game. OU lost a game that they were an underdog in and didn't play very well, but it's not a bad loss. Kansas suffered a shocking loss after they were up almost 20 and let it get away. So the psyche of that team, what would really, really help is if what happened to Hunter Dickinson in Orlando would happen again Saturday, and that is he gets in foul trouble. But at home, that's probably unlikely. Take it at um, him. Take it at him. Be aggressive. Go at him. Be, yeah. You know. Gonna have to shoot it well. You you're gonna be anybody on the road. You got to hit some threes. So, Latrey Darthard had a bad night in. Yeah, he's got a Fort Worth shot. He's got to hit some shots. Uh, JV and McCollum had a good night shooting the ball in Fort Worth. He's got to keep hitting can't, shots. Can't turn it over in the first half either. The way he did, he's got to take care of the ball. Losa started making threes. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. Tega, relax. Let the game come to you. Just be yourself. You don't have to be leading scorer, Otega, Oway. Just be, do what you do. Get out on the fast break, cause some turnovers, backdoor cuts, offensive rebounds. They leave you open, knock down a shot. Waldo's got to come off the bench and hit some. They got to play like they did against Arkansas. Free, easy, hit shots, let it flow, get out on the break. Um, problem is Kansas is better than Arkansas. And unlike Arkansas, T.J. Perry will not be in attendance, which is always such a big lift for this team. <laughs> I'll be there in spirit. I'll be there mm. in spirit. Oh, I'm sure that'll make them feel that'll better. That'll make them feel better. And, Sam, uh, if you do pick up a bad foul early on, just turn to the officials and yell, it's a complete cup! Hmm. Does that help? Yeah, just throw some emotion there. It's a complete crap! Yeah, hmm. just go go with that line there. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm excited about it. Last time we get to play there for a long time. You're going to be just floating to Kansas City after that game. Back to your hotel in Kansas City. Last time OU won there, TJ. 1993. 93, yeah. Freshman on that team. Scored three points and had six rebounds in that game. His name was Ryan Miner. 
Mm-hmm. It would be awesome. His services tomorrow be perfect. Yeah, it would be awesome if if uh, they could get a win and dedicate it to him in honor of, of the life and legacy of Ryan Miner tomorrow. That would be amazing. All right, well, so you're predicting a Sooner victory. I'm predicting a Sooner victory, yes. Wow, 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 wow. I would cry on the air, TJ. I might cry. I don't know what I'd do. I think you would. Uh, I think there might be some emotion there with you. Well, there will be emotion. I'm talking uh, uh, tearing up emotion. I would have a hard time handling myself in a professional manner. There would be a whole lot of just wanting to scream out, stick it in your bird-like ears. You can rock, chalk it up! Yes. Yeah, I would yeah. have a hard time not being a sarcastic, passive-aggressive play-by-play guy tomorrow if OU beats Kansas, TJ. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to keep it between the lines. Look down at Haney and point at him. You know, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time if that happens. Just jump up and give him the DX. Uh, uh, Kevin and I are hugging, chops. standing and hugging and crying. <laughs> Little guy in the gray shirt. Drake's trying to monitor the levels, but keep our sobbing keep from it, peaking. Keeping tears off the board. Yeah. Uh, here's your lineup of the Big 12 tomorrow. That's the first game out of the gates. Boy, it's a very short turnaround, TJ, for – Back-to-back road games, you know. They get home at 2 in the morning, Thursday morning, after a late Wednesday game. They get home at 2 in the morning. They have one day to practice yesterday. Right back on a plane today, and they play the first game Saturday. That's a tight window. They're 18, 19. It's nothing to them. Uh, 3 o'clock, BYU at UCF. UCF riding high, biggest win in program history for them. BYU's 0-2. 3 o'clock, two of the three undefeateds square off in Lubbock, K-State at Texas Tech, 2-0 versus 2-0. 5 o'clock, Houston trying to bounce back. They will be in Fort Worth tomorrow against TCU. Good game there. How about the start to conference play for the Frogs? Third-ranked Kansas, ninth-ranked Oklahoma, second-ranked Houston. Three straight top ten teams to open conference play. Five o'clock, Texas at winless West Virginia. Five o'clock, OSU looking for their first win. Going to be tough to find it tomorrow. They are in Hilton Coliseum at Iowa State. And the late game tomorrow night is uh, in Waco. Baylor hosting Cincinnati. 2-0 Baylor, they're the other undefeated team. Lots of people are going to have that brutal stretch in the Big 12 at some point. Like I think that was probably good for TCU. They play Kansas as close as you can play them without getting that win. You come back, you beat Oklahoma. I think uh, you know now you go, like you said, to Houston, catch Houston uh, after their first loss finally. I don't know. It sets you up, I think, nicely to play with a lot of confidence going forward when you get tested that quickly and have played as well as they have out of the gate. They got a good team. No, they do have a good team, but, yeah, I think it gave them a lot of confidence, too, to believe, like, yeah, we really are good. So Whatever happens tomorrow, if they win, obviously, amazing, great. If they don't, 
OU is still one and two and in very good shape, and we need to not overreact to it mm-hmm. because there is no easy stretch in this league, but there is a manageable stretch ahead after tomorrow. They will play one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive games of which they only face one ranked team in that stretch, and that team is 25th ranked Texas at home. No easy games, but a good stretch in this conference ahead after this. They have a chance to get right back into it, even if they lose tomorrow. Those next six are West Virginia at home, at Cincy, won't be easy. That's at noon next Saturday, but they could go to Cincinnati and win. Texas at home. Texas Tech at home at K-State where Oklahoma has had success in the last couple of years. And then at UCF. Again, Kansas didn't win there, but a winnable game. Everything falls into that category in this league. You know, you can't look at the stretch. where Where's the stretch of games where we're going to be favored in? Because there's not going to be a long stretch of those. you got to look at the stretch of games where you're not playing top ten teams every night. And they've got a nice stretch here where, where they're not going to see the Kansases and Houstons of the world for a while. But, boy, you could win tomorrow. Bam. Springboard like crazy. Optimism, momentum, everything. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Back on the ref, Toby and TJ T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by High Tower Clinical, bringing clinical trial opportunities to Oklahoma. No cost or insurance needed to participate. Medication provided for free and patients are compensated for their time. Find out the areas they're working in. Go to HightowerClinical.com or you can call or text 405-831-5905. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, this person says they're ecstatic that Davis Bevel is going to South Carolina. Okay. They're very happy about that. Toby, with weather affecting several playoff games this weekend, what's the coldest or worst weather game you have ever called? Um, okay. Two answers to that. I was on the sidelines. The very first game I ever did for OU Sidelines 08, I believe, Big Eight, uh, Big 12 championship game in Kansas City against Missouri. I believe that was 08. Am I remembering that right, TJ? That uh, time period Brutally right. cold night. OU won that game. Um, trying to remember. I think, I think probably for football, that would be my answer. Fortunately, I mean, Chris has been through a lot more of those than I have down there. Uh, there have been some days in Manhattan, Kansas, last uh, two years ago in West Virginia, that were just brutal. But um, you know, we're in the booth for that. So on the silence, that would be it for me. The coldest I have ever been, though, calling a game unequivocally, was a baseball game in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, I went from there straight to Columbia, South Carolina for the NCAA tournament. That would have been... You sat outside on that game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to say 20... 
it's the year they beat Ole Miss in the first round of the NCAA tourney. So 2019, maybe? It wasn't that long ago. Brady uh, was on that team, but it wasn't the last team. So maybe 2019. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we, uh, uh, they didn't have room for visiting radio in the press box. The New Mexico baseball stadium is kind of a glorified high school baseball field. And there is a press box, but they have home radio in the PA and no visiting radio at all. They put a table in the bleachers, but it's not like TCU. It's not like this is a big stadium where you end up. It's just right behind home plate. There's a table. You sit there. And you're surrounded by New Mexico fans, what, what there are. There weren't a lot at the game. And it was a nice day. I mean, it was a nice enough day, Teach. It was 50 degrees maybe. I mean, it was a nice enough day. And so I'm just wearing what you wear in 50-degree weather, maybe a long sleeve T-shirt. I don't even remember. But the sun went down in Albuquerque, and the temperature dropped 100 degrees, and the wind picked up, and – I've never wanted a game to end so badly in my life. I, I My teeth are chattering. I'm shivering. I couldn't stop shivering. Um, if you could somehow find the highlights of that game, TJ, you can hear my teeth chattering on the call. And uh, I, I, it was probably an hour and a half from when the sun went down to the game was over. I don't remember. But that's the coldest I've ever been on. I was completely unprepared. I didn't know I was going to be outside, and I didn't know the temperature was going to drop that much when the sun went down. Completely unprepared, and that's the cold, coldest and most miserable I've ever been. Yeah, I, I still remember you talking about that game and talking about how the day was so nice that you never expected the temperatures no, to drop to what they day. were. Because yeah. didn't someone come up to you before the game and ask you if you had your coat or something? Because yeah. of, they're like, it's about to get cold, and you're like, ah, it's nice out here. Nice out here, yeah. <laughs> I'd never, I'd never been to Albuquerque, New Mexico before, much less called a game there. Right. And that's what happens. I mean, you're right there at, you know, major elevation. Not, I think you're close to a mile in the air. There, it doesn't feel like you can see the mountains, but you're like, I'm not in the mountains. Those are the mountains. But the reality of the situation is. You are at very high elevation in Albuquerque. And when the sun goes down, it's just <laughs> temperatures just bottom. So, yeah, that would be my answer to that. Uh, Barry from Skyatook says, Good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. TJ, I have something you should try the next time you have chicken, rice, and broccoli. Add cream of mushroom, cream of chicken with your broccoli and rice, and then add Velveeta cheese. Thank you, Barry. But the purpose of that meal is it's a really healthy meal. Like, I add the Velveeta cheese in there. You just added a bunch of calories. Kind of, I can have a lot of different meals if I want to go that route. It's delicious. I've had that, that meal before. Good. Yeah. Here's what you should do. Add a Snickers candy bar at the end. Have you ever tried a whole chocolate cake after your chicken and broccoli? That's good. I think he's made kind of a broccoli casserole for you. Yeah, it's today. basically it a like. casserole. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah. Toby, where's your love for Eduardo? Nahara Love Eduardo. Five. Does he? Uh, am I wrong? No, he. No, the names that you put there uh, hey. belong. There's some, there's some names that are going to get left off. That's the case with any great. All what a bench! Team. Yeah. What a bench we got. Eduardo Nahara, Hollis Price, Trey Young coming off our bench, and some uh, many other greats. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with those five. You got no way to keep us off the boards, TJ. 
right? I uh, mean, no Buddy, way. Buddy, and uh, and Mookie will score. And then what are you going to do about Blake Griffin, Wayman Tisdale, and Alvin Adams? You got no chance. Nothing you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Lose. That's what you're going to do. Uh, Air Force Fish guy sent me a uh, link to a uh, Damon Lane video. <laughs> Damon sitting in his car confirming uh, all the questions he had been getting that, yes, indeed, it did rain mud in Oklahoma last night. <laughs> Which goes huh? back to what I was talking about earlier when I said my truck was just covered in dirt and mud. So I wonder how that happened. I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not it, playing the, the audio wind, here on this. It's just him trying to clear his windshield. picked up dust. Yeah. In the west, into the clouds, and then it came crashing back down with the rain, probably. As I said, it was Pigpen Toby leaving town from Rudy's. Mm. Boomer Jim from Wisconsin just says, love it, TJ! Love it! Mm. Thank you. I, I love you. imagine what that's about. Is that uh, about me you picking, picking OU to be Kansas? Me picking OU to be Kansas, I'm sure. Uh, one more, one more. If the NCAA is going to punish Florida State, they better go after A&M and Mizzou, too. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm going to guarantee you. Poor Florida State. Be careful. Yes, poor Florida State with what they've dealt with in the last two months. <laughs> but I'm guessing there's a lot of coaches that have probably dropped a player off at a uh, donor's uh, NIL office or something. Uh, Michael Alford's looking around going, what did we do? We deserve all this? All right, break time. Mark Williams, the great Mark Williams, joins us when we come back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I will get back to the basketball talk and the uh, Nick Saban talk in a second, but opening day tomorrow for Mark Williams' OU Men's Gymnastics Program. They are at home. At McCaslin Fieldhouse, home opener. That hasn't happened in a while. And the head coach joins us now. Good to see you again last night, Coach. How are you this morning? Good, Toby. Yeah, the, uh, the weather certainly has changed since last night. <laughs> Took a turn on us, didn't it? Well, fortunately, you're going to be inside tomorrow yeah. night. Five five forty-five. the Air Force visiting. And What kind of a team do you feel like you have this year, Coach? I'm, you know, optimistic, actually. We've, we've stayed pretty healthy. We've had a strong summer. Uh, guys have gotten better, gotten healthier. Uh, we've brought in some new guys that uh, are certainly going to add depth to our program. We've also got a few guys that returned from injury. Uh, Fez Fuzzy Bennis is back. Uh, Israel Perales and uh, Leo Conke, all three were out last season and, and uh, seem to be doing really well so far this year and you know it'll be a good thing to uh to have air force come in and kind of see how much better we've gotten fuzzy is dynamic what does his return to the lineup do for you guys both obviously score wise talent wise but also kind of the mental makeup of your team yeah fuzzy's one of those guys that just uh, a lot of gymnastics comes pretty easy to him and he, he can do high difficulty and make it look easy. And he's, he's just been really very consistent in his uh, collegiate routine, you know, his, his career, 
not having that last year was was a blow to the team. It it uh, it was hard to fill those spots, and he's he's good on all six events. Uh, pretty humble about how he goes about his business. So it, it's more not about what he tells the team, but what he actually does when he's out there. And um, he's done a, a real good job of kind of finishing all the rehab on his shoulder, his Achilles, his hand. And, and uh, surprisingly, you know, when he, he gets uh, released, he, he just goes. And um, so it's exciting to watch him get back at it. Uh, it's been a while for him to be in an OU uniform and compete. So we're looking forward to that. You mentioned the new guys. You got quite a few of those. Who are some of the names and faces who you feel like are going to be able to help you out in a big way this year? Uh, Colin and, and Tyler Flores. Uh, we, we've got a couple of brothers on the team again. Um, both guys, uh, you know, fill in three to four spots. Um, they Colin is actually going to try to to qualify for Winter Cup next week. Um, both guys are, are pretty good competitors, pretty good gymnastics, uh, work real hard for us. Um, Taz Hajdu is a, is a guy we'll, we'll see on rings tomorrow night. He's uh, getting – he had some stress injuries uh, early on, but uh, in release, so we're, we're hoping to expand beyond just rings, but pretty good on parallel bars, and maybe we'll see him down the road on a couple more events. Um, we've also got uh, a couple of guys that moved up from our club program, uh, Zachary Marks and uh, Matt uh, Begorn. Both guys uh, worked real hard to, to earn a spot on the roster. Uh, Zachary is real strong in rings, and he, he's likely to uh, anchor our ring team this year. Um, and then we've got Max Brezhnev, who... Uh, whose dad was a, a gymnast in Russia. Um, he's actually pretty good on every event. We're, we're still trying to develop a little bit more of his difficulty, but uh, I think he's going to probably do vault tomorrow and maybe parallel bars for the team. Uh, look forward to seeing him him develop and, and get better throughout the season. So, you know, those, those guys are a pretty big number for the squad. So uh, we're a little bit... Younger than we were last year, but uh, have definitely more more depth and, and have stayed healthier this year than we started last year. Do you have a feel for what your event strengths are going to be this year? I think we're going to be good on uh, floor and high bar again, which is kind of typical for my teams. I, I like what we're doing on the pommel horse. Uh, we could be real good if everybody stays on. Uh, Ignacio Yonkers is, is one of the best in the country uh, on that event, has a super high start value, uh, was an All-American last year. So is uh, Zach Nunez. And, you know, you don't necessarily win meets on the pommel horse, but you definitely can lose them. So we we spend a lot of time there making sure that we're – we're good enough to handle uh, the pressure of the big time meets and, and also have, uh, you know, good gymnastics and a good look that, uh, you know, helps stabilize the team as we, we get through that event, which is a little bit like the balance beam for the women. You know, you just you can't fall off. Yeah. 
You know, one of the interesting uh, topics that came out last night on the on the Rudy show is uh, the the international flavor to this team. Not that that's new necessarily for you. You have uh, your guys have always been heavily involved on the Olympic front, uh, U.S. Olympic team, and but you've got several guys on this team not only that have hopes for the U.S. Olympic team, but uh, some international teams as well, right? Yeah, you know, we were actually supposed to do the our exhibition at Cleveland today, but they uh, postponed it because they were worried about the weather. And I was going to have them uh, be introduced to all the guys that are, are either from a foreign country or have family that um, have connections there. And you know, I figured out that we had, like, guys that spoke, like, seven, eight different languages from our wow. team. And, you know, we've got a, a new new one who so far hasn't gotten to the into the lineup yet. But uh, uh, Arthur Ballon is from France and and part of their national team. Adriel Perales is uh, is likely to be on the Mexican national team uh, later this summer. Leo Conkey came all the way from Tokyo, Japan. Uh, Max Brezhnev. Uh, his, Parents immigrated from from Russia, um, so he, he and my assistant coach Valery Gunturov spend most of the time speaking Russian during practice. Um, and uh, Ignacio's mom was from Spain, and, and he speaks fluent Spanish. So we've got uh, you know, and, and Ignacio is hoping that he can make the. Uh, Spanish national team and, and maybe go into the next quad into some of the events for them. So, yeah, and I almost forgot uh, Emery Dundanley was at the World Championships this past year with Turkey. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've gotten to know a lot of people around the world through gymnastics, and a lot of them reach out to me and say, hey, i got a kid that you might want, and, and that's – become a little bit more international for me in the recruiting trail. How many languages do you speak or at least uh, well enough to be able to understand? That would be probably one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) You know, can I talk to my son and actually understand what he's saying to me in that English, of course. (laughs) That's good. That's good. All right. uh, Air Force tomorrow in the opener. Uh, What's the challenge you face in the Falcons? Well, uh, I don't know that there's a challenge. And uh, last night, our coaching staff got together and, and had a little get together at my house. Well, I, those guys are my friends, and uh, I know the challenges that the Air Force faces in terms of the the military expectations of being at the Air Force Academy and then also doing gymnastics, but we've had a great relationship through the years with their program. They're always willing to help us out. We're trying to help them out. So for them, you know, they're, they're coming off uh, another competition season. Uh, Their team has a a couple of health concerns that they may not have their full roster, but we all started zero. So tomorrow night's going to be about trying to post a score kind of, see where we fit with the other teams that are going to be competing either from last weekend or this weekend. But for most of the 15 programs, this is opening night for us. And 
we're hoping to put up a big score and, and prove that, you know, we'll be in contention for another national championship. 5.45 tomorrow night. If you bring your women's basketball ticket, the women play at 2 tomorrow in the LNC. If you bring your ticket to that game, you get in free at McCaslin Fieldhouse for the season opener for the men's gymnastics team against Air Force tomorrow night. Uh, have not lost at home since 2006. Is that what you said, Coach? Or 16 2007. years? 2007. Yeah. 2007. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. All right, let's keep the streak going yeah, tomorrow I'm, night. I'm over here now. It's It's warm. Uh, I know it's going to be cold, but uh, we've got my son playing in the Northern uh, Norman North Jazz Band as part of the warm-up from 515 to 545. They're going to play the national anthem. We've got all kinds of event things going on from the marketing standpoint, so it should be a fun night. Awesome. All right, go check them out. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. Thank you, Toby. Have a good weekend. All right, you too, sir. Bye-bye. Uh, there you go. By the way, Brezhnev, no relation. Spelled different. I looked it up. Just making sure. I know a lot of people thought the same thing. Not, no relation. We'll be back. This is Kellen McCoy, head coach of the Norman North Boys basketball team. If you're a high school sports fan, make sure to check out krefsports.tv. You can find over 250 basketball games live this winter as teams make a run to the state championship. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Hightower Clinical. They believe everyone should have access to new treatment options through clinical trial participation. Hightowerclinical.com. Call or text 405-831-5905. Are you aware of the uh, ESPN Emmy cheating scandal that broke yesterday? Yeah, I saw a little about that on Twitter, but I didn't read into it too much. So what can you tell me? Well, I was going to ask you how it worked. Like, I guess since back all the way back to 2010, they submitted and won tons of, I don't remember what the total was, of Emmy awards for fake people that didn't exist. So then when they got the Emmy, they would take the plate off and give it to people with like Kirk Street and... Holly Rowe and these people that didn't win the award, like, but I'm like, how did they win the award yeah. under fake names? I don't understand, I don't understand how understand. they won the award. And why wouldn't yeah, you have nominated I, the actual people? I'm gonna need uh, more. I'm gonna need more information. I, I doesn't make any sense to me yet. <laughs> That's what I was confused about. So anyway, those of you who don't know, they would get their own nameplates, put like Kirk on the <laughs> thing, hand him an Emmy, and say, "Congratulations, you and Lee won an Emmy." Uh, for college game day, and and they'd be like, "Oh, great! I'm an Emmy winner." So they had to notify like all these people, like, "Hey, we need you to bring back your Emmy trophy. We got caught, and we have to turn them all." In. I'm gonna look into this. Uh, you've got me intrigued. Th- that's my question: Is why fake names? Mm-hmm. How did fake names win them if they don't like exist? And why weren't the real names used if you were just taking the name tag off and giving it to the real people anyway? I'm on it. Okay. I don't know the answer I'm to so that. I'm going to read up it. about it during this next commercial break. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. T-Row. Yeah. Why is this game not on regular ESPN? For this game to be on ESPN Plus is a travesty. Well, I agree. They want you to buy ESPN Plus. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, that's it. It's plain and simple. They are putting... You know, they are putting some games throughout the year that they know everybody's going to want to see on the ESPN Plus, and they're trying to get people to 
to buy ESPN Plus. So it's hopefully the, if you're a Sooner fan, you've already got it. But um, It's the same with the yeah. NFL game being on Peacock this week. Yeah, we got they a want playoff you to subscribe game on to Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's what the world's going to. It's all streaming sites, and they want you subscribing to all of them. Yeah, I mean, the world's out to get us, and they're just trying to sell us something at every point, and it makes me sick. And by the way, very much looking forward to my drive to Kansas City today, not because the weather's going to be good, but because I'm going to be comfortable in my beautiful Fowler Jeep Grand Cherokee. All right, go ahead, Teach. What do you got If anybody's driving up there, do you have any books that you could bring along and sell to them if they would like to purchase a book? You know, I am bringing some uh, copies of Unhitch the Wagon, the number one kitty horsey book in America. And I also will be stopping along the way to fill up my car and grab some snacks at Love's Travel Stops. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but ESPN is the worst, right? Just the worst. Constantly trying to make money off of us. All right, what else you got, Teach? All right, here's, here's the OU fan of the day. I don't think this team is half as good as you guys do. KU by 12. It's possible. I mean, I mean, KU is good. They might win by 12, but that doesn't mean uh, that OU is good. I don't even know what the spread is. That's a little bit of a negative, Nancy, but OU is good. How good are they in the long run is very much still a question mark, and that is also the case of about eight other teams in the Big 12 Conference right now. So... I can't call that person crazy. I mean, I, I they have some very nice wins. They're obviously more athletic. A couple of disappointing losses. But the jury is still to some extent out. A win tomorrow would go a long ways in answering some questions. We'll be back.